a look behind closed doors, an ear for disregarded topics, a voice for the quiet ones. Up next on Ara City Radio, Francisca explores local matters. On Local Matters this week, we talk about the youth and their means to participate in the political discourse and decision-making. Yesterday, we invited the Ombudsman for Children and Youth, Scharl Schmidt. The right to participation is one of the pillars of the United Nations children's rights. Scharl Schmidt told us that it is important to revise the electoral law and allow youth to participate in electing their political representatives. We also talked about other tools of participation. Political participation can be an individual effort. Youth can get involved by taking part in protests, by boycotting a product, by setting up or signing a petition, and even by just forming their opinion and getting into debate in person or online. All the political parties have a youth section and several tools in Luxembourg allow youth to get involved on local and national level in a more formal framework. The youth parliament works just like a regular parliament and invites youth deputies to debate the issues which concern them. A few communes in Luxembourg, Hesperange, Volz and Remich, for instance, have municipal youth councils where youth can actively shape their municipality. The right to vote is one of the priorities of every organization advocating for youth participation rights. Neither on local nor on national level, youth under 18 were allowed to vote this year. Liam Bremer is the president of the Jugendrot, the Youth Council. He has been in office for one year and had other roles within the Youth Council before that. This has been a political position for, for, for decades. Unfortunately, there's been a referendum in 2015, but we believe that it's been eight years now and that time has come to, to reopen the national debate on, on, yeah, to give people the possibility to, to vote at age of 16. And I think it's also important in, in this regard to highlight that Luxembourg is not uh, in a vacuum here, but there have, there have been uh, quite significant developments in other countries. Uh, Germany is considering moving to a voting age of 16 in some elections. We have numerous other countries, for instance, Austria, uh, which have already implemented it. And I think the feedback that I at least personally get from these countries is overwhelmingly positive. Um, so, yeah, from our perspective, there's a, a good case to reopen that debate and to, to consider moving to voting age of 16. And then we can also see for, for, for which elections. All over Europe, similar claims have raised the attention. Youth doesn't feel hurt by political leaders, especially in those topics that concern their future. Initiatives such as Youth for Climate, Fridays for Future, have been established because the political representatives just don't take the climate crisis seriously enough in the eyes of the youth. Many are frustrated about the fact that the education system hasn't really progressed in decades or that mental health still isn't a priority. Youth in Luxembourg as well have criticized the lack of attention given to youth voices and youth topics. To a certain extent, it's, I think, inherent to, to participatory processes, but it's true that, let's say, the inactions from politicians on, on the topics that you've mentioned has been particularly negatively received. From, from young people, and I think yeah, this also on, on, on legitimate grounds, 
because when you take, for instance, climate, I think it's a, a generational challenge that we have, but then also uh, questions about housing in Luxembourg, which are really about the, the future of of Luxembourg and also then for, for my generation to understand that there's frustration. I wouldn't say that uh, it's not a frustration that is like omnipresent, um, but it is there uh, in, in big parts of, of, of young people. And I think there's only one remedy to this, and it is for, for politicians to take serious what young people say. Nevertheless, Liam Bremmer is quite positive about the degree in which youth manage to make their voices heard in Luxembourg. Once per year, the Jugendrot hosts the Jugendkonvent. This event took place last week and got more than 70 young people into the holy halls of the Chamber of Deputies. Here they had one day to form their political proposals to present and defend them in front of several members of Parliament. I think here in Luxembourg, also given its size, is compared to other countries, I believe, perhaps a bit easier to get into contact with uh, policymakers and also to, let's say, have the discussions with them. I have to say that also on an institutional level, we have been able to push for, for platforms over the last year, be it the, the Jugendkonvent or, or be it the Youth Parliament, which has also been in place for a certain while, uh, where, let's say, there's an institutional framework within which Young people can work on policy issues and can have a direct exchange with policymakers. And then also uh, beyond this, I think on a on a personal or direct level, it's also that's easier than in other countries to engage with policymakers. Uh, nonetheless, I think the situation should still uh, be improved. Also, as regards, let's say, having a, having actual actions in response to to these exchanges, I think that is not always the case. And There's room for improvement in that regard. At the Jugendkonvent, youth gets to debate their ideas. But afterwards, the chamber doors close behind them and for the next year they will be excluded from parliamentary debates, just hoping that their voices were loud enough to stick. Nevertheless, Liam Bremer sees the Jugendkonvent as an important and successful tool. I think it's a matter of fact that we have had a that a historically high presence of policymakers, be it ministers, be it members of the national parliament or the European parliament, also representatives from various administrations. And I think this is a clear sign that the politicians take the opinion from young people very seriously, but then also secondly, that they believe that there's a value in getting it and also implementing it to a certain extent, or at least taking it into account in the policy-making process. So I'm quite positive about it. In the Jugendparliament, young people can work longer on specific topics and get to discuss with the political parties over a longer period. With increasing demands in school and other activities, not everybody, however, has time or the motivation to commit to parliamentary work for an entire year in the youth parliament. The Jugendkonvent, therefore, is a means for more young people to get to know the work of Parliament and to formulate their ideas at least once. Diana Snopok and Marta Ribeiro both participated at the Jugendkonvent last week. They are both students at the Differdange International School and I invited them to talk about their experience and their view on political participation in Luxembourg. Hello, Marta and Diana. Hello. Hi. <laughs> It's very good to meet you. It's nice to meet you too. Nice to meet you too, yeah. So you have participated last week at the Jugend Parliament. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How was that experience? 
Honestly, it was really nice. I went last year too, but last year, for some reason, we didn't understood it right, and we thought we didn't have to be there for the last part, and yeah. we were very confused as to what was going to happen in the last part. Yeah. So we only stayed for the preparation and not the actual fun part where you get to talk to the ministers and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, kind of missed out. Yeah. <laughs> but this year we did, and it was it was really nice. Um, the people there were nice. We got to talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also I think this year the workshop was better because last year we participated in the inclusion workshop, I think. And we also got really lucky with the people that we're talking to and that we were working with because it was really informative for us and it was overall a nice experience. Do you feel like you're taken seriously by politicians, by the ministers who are present and the members of parliament? To some extent. I think it depends on how you speak. I think Diana and I, we were one of the speakers that presented the project for our work group. And I think when we talked, they understood what we were saying and thus they respected us um, to some extent. But again, we're kids. So there's always that feeling of like, they're in general more powerful than us and they're not going to listen to everything we say. But I didn't feel especially like... like looked they down were, on? Yeah, kind of. I didn't feel looked down yeah. on, which is nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was nice because it also gives us, it gave us a chance to actually express what we think. Um, and I think that that's really important for young people as well to know that they are able to do that and that is just generally possible that you don't have to wait until you finish university to, you know, until you're 18 to vote to actually be able to make a difference and to just have a voice. Do you feel like this is something special, a special occasion at the Jugendparlament or is it just normal? Do you often have this um, opportunity to speak up and to be heard? I definitely think this was special mm-hmm. because it was... It was not just us, you know. Luxembourg is a very small country. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I've met the Minister of Education, Claude Maes, at least like three, four times. About five. <laughs> like, yeah, five <laughs> probably. But it's still, it feels different because you're in their place. There were also some members of the European Parliament that had come to our school before. But it still, it felt different. Oh. We <laughs> It felt different with this time because we were in their place. They weren't coming to us, we were coming to them, and we were telling them what we thought. It wasn't the other way around. Yeah. I don't know about other schools, but for our school in particular, we have quite a few events when the politicians come to our school, like Marta said. But I think that this was definitely different because, again, it adds, for example, for us, the speakers, it added pressure because you're in front of, you know, all of the people and you have to present and you have to speak clearly and you have to get your point across, which is um, something that you wouldn't normally have at your school. Like when we're in school, we're allowed to talk to our friends. We're allowed to, you know, kind of ask the teachers for advice. But then we're, we're again, like on the same level as the politicians. So we just kind of have to go for it. Do you feel that there are many opportunities or occasions to speak up and to um, get hurt? It depends. Yeah, I think if you look for the opportunities, they're definitely there. Because yeah. also we're very lucky to be in Luxembourg. It's a small country, yeah. so it's easy to get on the national level. It's easy to... It's easier. It's not necessarily easy, but it's way easier to make a change compared to bigger countries. So I think as long as you're looking for the opportunity, it's definitely there. Yeah, especially because Knell. So I think Knell, for example, the the Comité National des élèves luxembourgeois, they're really good at that. And I know a lot of people inside the Knell have gotten the opportunity to meet the bunch of politicians because they're there. But also the events they organize, they sometimes... It's just, I think there, for example, they make a bunch of events where you can just feel important and do things that make a difference and Luxembourg in general like Diana said like it's a really small country so it's a lot easier to 
get heard because you're a bigger part of the percentage. Like if I was in Germany, I'd be like 0.0001% of the percentage. Um, Here, I'm more. (laughs) And how about this step from being heard to actually making a change and making a difference with what you think, what you say? See, that's <laughs> that's 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 where it starts to get complicated. Yeah. <laughs> because again, it's it's relatively easy to make a change on the personal level, like changing um, the way that you live, for example. So, like when you're talking about the climate change, it's easy to become vegetarian. That's not easy, but you know, it's it's way easier to make yourself do it than you know convince a thousand people to do it. But then um, when it comes to systematic problems, like, for example, in our workshop, we're talking about the transport mm. and the problems that Luxembourgish public transport has. I think it's a bit complicated to make a bigger change very fast because, again, there is all those laws, there is the rules, there is regulations in place that, you know, have to be looked at again and have to be adjusted. And that we also don't completely understand. Like, we obviously, we don't know how it works, but we don't know the exact details, what goes into it, who supports it, how much... You can find this information out, but it takes time, it takes effort. And that's, it's not our life, it's theirs to as a politician to make these changes. So we as people can definitely speak up, we, but it's their responsibility to actually make a change. And sometimes it's hard to see that change because it's hard for them to make a difference when there's so many people who don't believe in that difference. Because even if we reach one or two politicians with what we say, and one, even like five or something, there's still going to be at least three or five others that completely disagree. And so you will never make any progress. It's like, it's the paradox of democracy, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of democracy, so this year was a um, super election year. We had the municipal elections and the national elections, the parliamentary elections as well. And I guess that you didn't have the right to participate in neither. Not yet. No. <laughs> How do you feel about that? A bit sad because <laughs> we were so close. I'm turning 18 next year. Right, same. Um, in, a, in a few months, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's scary. Um, I'm turning 18 next year and it's like, I could have done something because I'm not Luxembourgish yet. I'm going to get my nationality hopefully also next year. Um, and then I could have voted. I could have participated. But now I'm going to have to wait another six, no, four years. Now for I the, forget. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it's probably for the next, like, global elections, then yeah. Yeah, but we try to make a difference. At our school, I'm in the committee of our school, so we try to, like, tell people at our school who are 18 to go register for the vote. We tried to um, tell people about different, the different parties and all Just that stuff. inform them in general. Yeah. So we I tried think. our best to inform people, and I've learned so much about the political system thanks to the elections. But it's sad that we didn't get to vote. Yeah. They could have waited for one year. They should have. They should have. They should have waited for us. (laughs) How about in school? If you're part of this students' committee or students' council, um, how about democracy in school? Does it work? Honestly, I think it does. Our committee is very recent. We started two years ago. Very fresh. Yeah, it's very fresh. I I was one of the first people in the committee because we started two years ago and this is my last year. It's very recent and we've made a bunch of changes for example, we changed the way we talk to our class reps of every class so that they get heard and so that there's a bit more of a, of a flow of information and we completely changed how that works. But it's still, I mean, we're, it's very recent and it's very difficult to make changes, but we're trying, you know. Yeah. Yeah. How and also, did you achieve this one change? Sorry. Yeah, that's, that's 
How did we achieve it? First, we wanted to make sure that it was students leading the meetings. It used to be a, a teacher who's very involved, and we love her. She's great. But it's better if it was students talking to students. We are the student committee. So at first, it was me and my other friend who's also in the committee, and we were doing those meetings. And then we decided to make it the actual rules. We created a, a guide for the class reps, how they are elected, how the meetings happened, what their responsibilities are, what their rights are. So created that, the uh, direction accepted it, and now it's like that for the end of time or until changes have to be made. Um, I mean, you're a class rep. You can tell me how it yes, is. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I mean, I think it's it's way better than it used to be because um, compared to last year, because I was a class rep last year as well, um, it was definitely a lot more chaotic and a lot of people were not aware of the exact things they had to do. So you had the general idea of, yeah, I'm a class rep, so I have to help my class, I have to answer the questions, I have to um, let the information get through to the students. But a lot of a lot of the stuff was not clear, and I think it definitely got better this year. Yeah, it's still getting better. It's there's still, still a lot of things. To, yeah. There's still a lot of things to change, but it's definitely getting there. Yeah. What other things do you want to change? Information. I, yeah, the flow of information is the big one right now. Yeah. Um, but it's it's difficult. It's it's difficult. Luxembourg, I think that's also something I've noticed is not good at spreading information. It's like a cultural thing, maybe. <laughs> maybe, probably. <laughs> so we're trying to do it at our school, but it's it's complicated and it's going to take time. And I'm not sure we're going to achieve it this year. Hopefully next year's committee can do it. But yeah, we'll see. And um, outside of school, are you involved in politics or in any, I don't know, citizens initiatives or whatever? <laughs> I'm in the group chat for the, the Jugendparlament. Um, I have not done much. I don't participate a lot because I'm busy with school and with community. Mm -hmm. But I try. It's when I find a time, I go to places. I went to like two different tables rondes when it was uh, the elections. But when I find the time. <laughs> yeah. For me, I think it's it's also um, I have a different situation than Marta. Yeah. So I do a lot of sports. I play volleyball on, on the national level. So to me, it's really hard to find the time for anything else outside of school and sport. But I definitely try to take up the opportunities that the school brings me. So, for example, me and Martin were both part of the Europe Club mm. in our school, which is how we got to go to the um, to the actual event. And I think that, again, like the opportunities that that club brings us. So, for example, like just finding out more about how Europe works and how um, the Luxembourg politics work. I think that that is that is very important to us right now. Mm. Right, the last question What would you wish for for the future in terms of political engagement of youth? You Be engaged. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, Just knowing that your voice can be heard and that your voice matters actually and that there is ways to go and... Um, Because I feel like a lot of people, they just kind of sit there and they think, oh, yeah, I wish I could have changed something, but I'm just one person, just one voice. But again, because Luxembourg is such a small country, that one voice just can change so much. Yeah. And it's not even about the actual change that you make. It's about the people that you meet. So there is, again, if you go to those meetings, you're going to meet a lot of new people, make a lot of new friends, new connections. And then that can also bring you to new circles of people that you maybe never heard of. And that will bring you the opportunity to actually change something. Definitely. I would say be more engaged, of course. But more than that, I think it's important to not get frustrated yeah. because it's very easy to get frustrated, especially right now. It's a very scary time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a very, sure. very scary time. Um, there's a lot of political events happening all around the world. 
that impact. I mean, they always happen for every generation, but a lot of people I know are getting very frustrated with the way politics is going and how they don't feel heard and how a lot of political decisions in our country or in others are just going in what seems like the wrong direction or backwards. And it's just, it's frustrating and it's sad and it's demotivating, but it's important to know, like, even if worse, like climate change, for example, even if climate change happens and like it's happening, but <laughs> <laughs> if the the end of the world climate change happens, like okay. um, cities stop existing because of climate change, which mm-hmm. you know will probably happen if we continue this way. It's it's, it's horrible. Possible. <laughs> it's horrible, but it's not the end of the world. So just because it will happen doesn't mean that we shouldn't stop it from getting further. Just because some like the world will change doesn't mean that you can't still make a change for the better. Just because it's going to go worse doesn't mean that it can't go get better anymore. And I think it's important to remember that because you can't control everything. But if you start getting too sad about it, then it's going to ruin your own life. And it's important to keep that certain kind of optimism, even if it seems like it's going nowhere. Yeah. Well, then good luck with that. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you so much. Those were Diana Snopok and Marta Ribeiro in our interview on Local Matters today. They are both students at the Differdange International School and we talked about how they perceive their means to participate in political decision making. And that was our last part of this week's Local Matters series on youth participation. Tune in again next week for a next issue. That was Local Matters with Francisca Peschel every Tuesday to Thursday at 9.40 on City Radio, 102.9, 105.2, 87.8 and in our podcast on rscityradio.com.